Hey guys, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you're gonna have the special treat of watching Klee do her first Lost Wax casting. And we go to my dad's house, so you'll get to see the whole process from beginning to end, where Klee was very nervous about uh, carving the wax and then it turning into a jewelry piece. So, enjoy! Random art tips and rambles with Rafi. Hola, you amazing artist, it's Rafi. And Klee. And today we're going to talk about uh, time management. We're going to talk about time management specifically when it comes to the creative process, the act of creating pieces. Interesting. Um, this, this is a great question that comes to us from Monica. And Monica listens to our podcast, watches our YouTube vids, and follows our blog. Awesome. I'm going to paraphrase what Monica says here. Um, but basically, uh, she wanted to say thank you for our awesomeness and all the motivation with the videos and podcasts. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Monica. Um, so she's basically saying, I'm a beginner artist making digital illustrations and paintings. And she's at a point in her life that she really wants to go for it. And she's been presented with a great opportunity where she has time and the full support of people around her able to leave her job and focus just on the art. But her conundrum is she paints really slowly. Mm. Um, so I'm working slowly. She says I'm working in oils, trying to figure out how to become faster at painting, but not lose the detail and quality. She does oils maybe acrylics, and goes into quite a bit of detail. Um, and she says, I have all the time in the world right now. I can work up to 15 hours a day per more, and motivation is not a problem. But even with all that, the progress is minimal. It takes me a month to finish a painting. Right. And so she's wanting to know if part of that is because she's just beginning and getting started. Will she get faster with time? Or are there things that she simply doesn't know about that maybe might help her improve the workflow. Basically, any advice on time management, workflow, faster painting, would also love to know how much time it takes you to finish a product or a painting. I really need to start working faster. Thank you so much for your time and hopefully your advice. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome question. Yeah. So I, workflow I, is a very individual thing for sure. Yes. Yes, it is. She asked how long it takes me. Honestly, it could take me anywhere between uh, several hours to finish a piece. Uh, it could take me a month to finish a piece. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to how much detail and how much reworking I'm doing on a specific piece. Also, um, a lot of that comes down to like drying times as well. Yeah. You know, she mentioned that she was working on acrylics and stuff like that. And it's, oils. And oils. And it's one of the reasons that I work. I'm usually working on several pieces at once um, because I I understand the flow that happens with my work, which means that sometimes a piece is going to have to dry for uh, an hour. A piece might have to dry for a couple hours before I could start adding any layers to it. And while that's happening, usually I'm working on something else. Yeah. Um, so, so it's just uh, from experience, I could tell you that the more you do it, the more you start to figure out uh, your what, own techniques, your own techniques and your own way of really approaching the subject. And it's been my experience on the jewelry making end of things that, yes, of course, with experience, you do get faster because you just get so proficient at doing specific things that 
your speed does improve. Right. If you're doing highly detailed pieces, though, obviously you're going to devote some time to it. And uh, with drawing time with Rafi's paintings, that's definitely a thing. And I think it's beneficial to be working on multiple pieces, not only for that reason, but sometimes you get stuck creatively. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. you don't know what the next thing you want to do is with one piece. And then you can sort of like switch gears and change to a different piece. And also with painting, you're using color palettes, right? Yeah. So a lot of times, like if you know you're going to do some green over here in this one painting and then you shift gears and you know you're going to do some green over there on that yeah. one, like that in of itself can improve workflow. It's kind of like a combination of uh, including what would be called production yeah. into the work because you could break down a lot of the different areas of your painting based on the layering that you're doing and the colors that you're using. So it also, one of the reasons that, that I do that also is because I hate wasting paint. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times like I'll have like some acrylics left over and, uh, instead of like storing them because there's only a certain amount of time that you could store it when it's on your palette, I like to use it up. So right. I'll take it and use it in some of the other pieces. Even if you have access and you're not sure, like maybe it's going to end up being a background layer just to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I've done that. I've done that where sometimes it's just not the colors aren't going to work with the pieces that I'm already working on. And I'll go grab another canvas and just do, start something. Doing with a base it. layer. Yeah. Not only for the sake of uh, not wasting paint, but one thing I talk about too, and this is a little bit production mode, um, but... A lot of times getting yourself set up and then clean up is like a portion of your day, right? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. if I'm going to get myself set up to make a hammered spiral pendant, let's say, uh, and I'm, I've got to do the setup anyway, and I've got to prep materials and get my space already, it's not going to take me that much more time to make two or three of them. Right. Uh, because I got to set it up and clean it up afterwards anyway. Right. So for me, oftentimes working on multiple pieces, even if they are similar, uh, is, is beneficial. Yeah. Um, for improving the time. And that's where you want to take a look and see what, uh, what your habits are when it comes to getting ready for, you know, preparing for, uh, sitting down in the studio, what your habits are while you're doing it. After you're done setting down a layer, are you waiting for it to dry? And are you adding that on to your, to your time? Or are you moving on and starting on other things? How much cleanup time are you spending? How much prep time are you spending? Is your studio, it, is it set up in a way where it's easy to just get started on a piece or to, to add a certain layer on it? So like all of these things kind of happen uh, automatically with time because, you know, you, you start getting fed up. You also got to give yourself the time to be able to stare at the piece. Definitely. You know, a lot of times you need to like sit back from the piece and stare at it, move it around so that uh, you could gain the perspective Sometimes you need to walk away from a piece because maybe you've just been working on a very, very detailed area. And you're kind of lost. And, and you're kind of lost in it. And then, you know, at that point, you might be forcing yourself to be working and reworking and reworking a, an area. How much rework goes into uh, what you're doing? And, and I mean, all of those factors play a role in it, but also don't have the expectation that your work uh, is going to suffer. Your workload is going to suffer because you're producing less pieces. Right. You know, one, one thing to consider is like how much, uh, how, how big are the pieces that you're working on? 
how small are the pieces are that you're working on. I find it that if you do very, very detailed work, right, and you're used to working on small pieces, that when you're working on a larger piece, you will actually tend to go a little bit faster because you're working with bigger brushes and the detail now is uh, much bigger. It's almost like inflated detail. Yeah, like you just take you take it and blow it up. And yeah, you, yeah, and you blow it up. And so then all you need to do is go over that with a fine uh, brush and just add little inklings of detail here and there. But a lot of the bigger pieces need to be slightly less detailed because of the way that your eyes perceive it. So, like, the, these are all questions. One of the reasons that smaller pieces uh, should honestly, a lot of times, cost a lot more than some of the than bigger pieces. the larger pieces. ones because yeah. they're harder, right? Um, yeah. But these are, all, these are all things that just through the experience where you keep working on stuff, um, you, you just kind of get a knack for it. Yeah. And, and, and you move at your own pace. Like that's, that's one thing it, it is taking, uh, if it does take you a while and you said that there's no, uh, shortage of motivation, which is awesome. Absolutely. Um, then at that point, you know, you work on more than one piece. Typically I work on maybe about three or four pieces at a time. There have been times where I've been doing a series of pieces and I'll actually work on like 20 or 30 pieces at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to go that big and understand that obviously since you're working on several pieces at once, you, you are going to take slightly longer to get them done, but you will get them done a lot shorter than if individually. you're just working on them individually. Yeah. I, and I want to also touch on like, not just technique, but I want to touch on an emotional aspect because I, I got the sense that towards the end of Monica's email, um, she's kind of saying maybe she feels a little stressed out. Like if she doesn't get the hang of it, she's going to lose this opportunity. There's going to come a point in time where if she can't get this together, that she may have to look for work. Right. So there's a stress factor there. And I wanted to say, um, try not to put yourself in a place where y- you're stressing yourself out about it because, uh, that, that's not going to help. So, like, don't take this wonderful opportunity that you have right now and turn it into a stressful thing with this yes. deadline. Because um, that's that could be really demotivating if you allow the stress to creep in and, and, and get in there. It, it could be demotivating. The other thing that it might be adding to the time that you work on pieces. You know, you said that you do very, very detailed work. And I haven't seen your art, but I would guess that, like... If there is a sense of perfectionism that goes into it, that will usually delay a piece for me because I'll be working and reworking and, and just working very, very, but trying to be perfect in a certain area usually takes, uh, takes a lot of time. One of the things I would say is you should not be allowing yourself to feel any pressure because if you're feeling pressure, then you're feeling stress and stress really does kill productivity and time management. It totally does. Um, but also, uh, take this opportunity to challenge yourself with something. You said that you do very detailed work. What if you did a piece and you used, uh, bigger brushes to work on a piece and I'm going to give myself some, some like crazy, uh, short time limit. Like I'm going to try and complete a piece in two hours. Mm-hmm. Right. Or even a day. Completely. A day. Com- yeah. You know, it's like that's completely outside of your comfort zone. But I love the idea of challenging yourself to just experiment and play around with something that maybe incorporates your detailed style 
along with something where there's a little bit more abandon to it. To allow yourself that outlet to experiment and see what happens. Exactly. And then at that point, what you could do is if you end up with something that you love, that you're satisfied with, that only took you a day to make, then you could kind of turn that into a second series of pieces that you do. I think about Gerard Richter and I think about like how he had his abstracts uh-huh. that he did, you know, and it took him some time because he, it's a lot of layering and so tons of layering, tons of layering, but he usually worked on two, three or four of them at a time. And then he had these very, very detailed uh, portraiture paintings that he did that then at the end of the portraiture, because it's, it was oil, uh, he would wipe across so they'd look blurred mm-hmm. they gave you the perspective that something that it was blurred so yeah. like there were these cool things so it's like he spent hella tons of time on the portraiture and then for some some would be of the opinion that he destroyed it that yeah <laughs> that and then he destroyed it but then on his on his abstracts he didn't spend that much time he didn't spend as much time as he did with the portraiture and then there were other pieces that he did i can't remember what they were and they took him like no time right and they all none of them looked alike they're all just different series of different things that he did some that took a long time and some that he could do very quickly yeah exactly and i mean and obviously your your price dictates what the the amount of time that you spend on it so like the pieces that are way more detailed that take you a month to do those are going to be more expensive than Mm -hmm. pieces that maybe take you a day or two days or three days to do Mm -hmm. um but it's just playing around if you feel more comfortable with like giving yourself the challenge of doing maybe uh, I'm going to take a week and I'm going to finish this piece. And remember, you're going to hate it all the way through because you're so used to working uh, on your detailed pieces and taking the amount of time that you do that it is going to push you outside of your comfort zone. But it's those kind of challenges and experimenting and having fun with those kind of things. Those are the things that are going to going to push you into a different direction and really, really uh, get you to create your own techniques that are going to help you speed up certain things. Do I think you need to speed up? No, I don't. I know plenty of artists that only work on one painting a month. But if you want to, if you want to challenge yourself, that's cool. That's a fun challenge. I think if you look at it more along the lines of a challenge instead of like something that you're falling, you know, short of, then it it changes the dynamic of what you're capable of doing with it. Suddenly you realize like, oh, I didn't even realize I could do this. We do this thing with our Patreon family called the Collab Lab Challenge. Yeah. And the whole purpose of the Collab Lab Challenge is to set parameters that oftentimes seem like ridiculous or impossible or yeah. or at least a little like, I don't know how I'm going to do that or pull that off. And the idea isn't to produce perfection. The idea is to break yourself out of routine right. and try something because we can creatives are dynamic people but we can sometimes niche ourselves without realizing it and say like well this is what i do and this is all i can do and how do i and if i wanted to do something else it might be a struggle so all in good fun in the spirit of play like we kind of force ourselves to do these slightly uncomfortable things to expand our capabilities right and it's based on the idea of divergent thinking because a lot of times we're so used to uh doing things a certain way that we think we we trap ourselves by thinking that it's the only way that we could do it yeah and not realizing that there's there's a plethora of options out there uh it's just a matter of pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone i always love that because like a lot of the great artists 
um, that have created like new styles or new techniques or new, new things. Um, a lot of times those things came out of necessity, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, maybe they ran out of, you know, like they're, they're creating, uh, paintings in this shade and that's because that's the shade that they have left, you know, and they <laughs> yes. have a whole bunch of it because they never used it in any of their other paintings, you know, and so like they have this series and they call it a series. This, this was my pink period. This was my blue period, you know, and then people in the future are going to interpret it however it is that they interpret it. But I, but I love that. I love the challenge of like, um, uh, pushing outside of your comfort zone and setting yourself up with some really ridiculous challenges in order to, uh, make you do something that maybe you've never done before. And if you don't believe that you're capable of it, I want to share like a little short story about a a dress designer. Remember the story about the dress designer whose thing was that I could design a dress from start to finish in one hour. Yeah. Which in of itself was impressive. Yeah. People were, people were like, wow, that's amazing. She could, she could design an entire dress. An original never seen before dress in one hour from start to finish. And they said, well, we want to kind of push that and actually see what the mind is capable of for somebody like this. So they hypnotized this designer to believe such that, uh, in the span of one minute, that an hour had that an passed. an hour had passed, yeah. And so they hypnotized her that um, an hour was going to pass in the span of one minute, and they set her to work on designing. And she, under hypnosis, designed a completely original dress from scratch, start to finish, highly detailed, in one minute, believing that an hour had elapsed. Yep. And I'm like, the human brain! That story right there is a testament to the fact that, like, time dilation and how... You know, if you give yourself a month to finish something, you're going to get it done in a month. If you give yourself a week to finish something, you're going to get it done in a week. Yeah. You know, and I've experienced that because a lot of times I need to challenge myself because I tend to give myself deadlines. Mm -hmm. And so because I the reason that I give myself deadlines is because I know that if I don't give myself a deadline, that the piece is going to drag out. right? Right. So, and the thing is that my deadlines are, are flexible. So like, if I don't, if I don't actually make it on the deadline, the fact is that I know that I'm going to come really, really close to it. Yeah. And then it might take me another day to finish it or whatever. The reason I do that with the deadlines is because I know that, um, if I don't do it, you could drag it out indefinitely. Yeah. I could drag it out indefinitely. I can say that to you from personal experience. I, I once had a commission that took me close to a year from concept to completion, I could have done it faster. And yes, it was highly detailed and very complicated and super scary. So it was going to take me a long time, but it didn't need to take a year. It took a year because I would work on it and then like walk away for like a week because I just couldn't deal with it and then come back and whatever. Right. And it wasn't until I actually told the customer towards the end, like, okay, it's going to be done this day. Then I kicked it into high gear. Yeah. And, and made sure it was done and made sure I didn't cut corners or compromise or anything like that, but that I was diligent with myself. I think you said something there that's really important too, because a lot of it goes back to like your mindset. If you see somebody, uh, creating something and, you know, a lot of times you're like assuming like, whoa, how long did it, t-? you know, that's one of the questions we get as artists. A lot of people are like, how long did it take you to do that? And I think for the most part, they want, like, so like it took me a month or it took me, you know, like, like that it was difficult. So a lot of times I had to like really investigate my mindset when it came to that. And 
the amount of work that it takes to do something and in a sense trying to justify the amount of work that it took for something to look as beautiful as it did. Mm-hmm. And it was very, very challenging for me when it came to certain pieces that I was like really wrapped up in it and very highly detailed. And it took me three days. Mm-hmm. It didn't take me two weeks to finish the piece. It could have taken you two weeks, but you were, uh, but that's not how you were working. You were just in it. Yeah, I was just in it and that was it. And I was going to get it done and I wanted to get it done that day. And then usually what would end up happening was I was disappointed because I didn't get it done that day. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to get it done today. You know, and then it basically I I had set myself up to think that I could finish a painting in a day that actually took me three days to finish. But had I not thought that it would take me a day, it would have taken me probably a month to finish because it was highly detailed, highly textured. And what was interesting about that was that then later on, when somebody asked me how long it took for me to create that, uh, I was almost embarrassed because there was so much detail in it to say like, oh, it took me three days. Right. You know, so like I had to really work through that mentality too. Well, is this the reason that I'm like... Does it devalue it somehow if you've done it quickly? Right. Am I lengthening the time because I want to show that there's a lot of work that goes into it? Or am I actually trying to get it done quicker and i think about like some of the artists that i admire uh some of the the masters and i realized that a lot of them just wanted to create the piece and then start working on the next piece like, they, they the would next get piece. impatient with the work and want to move on to the next yeah. thing almost you've also uh touched on something uh that that i find super interesting and rafi and i used to go back and forth with this cuz um if you just asked us simply like who's the fast one here it's rafi um, and I'm the slow one in everything, in all the areas, right? Rafi would set these, like, what I consider to be completely unreasonable time goals for himself. Like, I'm going to build this thing in four hours. Um, and I'd be like, I don't even understand how, like, I would still be in the conceptual phase after four hours with this thing. <laughs> and I'd be like, are you sure that that's, like, a reasonable time frame? And it's not that he would always meet that goal. But he would come close and it would blow my mind. And I started to joke that he could warp time space in his favor. Like he could make more time where there wasn't time. And it's because he would just go for it with these like what would be considered ludicrous time goals. (laughs) And then he would get into it and he wouldn't second guess himself. Yeah. He would just make decisions and go for it. And next thing you know, he's got this thing and like maybe it took him six hours instead of four but even still, that's mind blowing. Yeah. Whereas me, like I could hem and haw and second guess myself with the best of them and take my time. And then I get stressed out about it, which actually I feel like sometimes I warp time space in reverse. Like I actually lose time because I'm stressed out. And next thing you know, it's like, how did six hours right. go by already? This thing that should have taken me an hour to do has suddenly taken me three hours to do. And I don't right. know why, because I'm stressed out about it. Right. And um, so there's something there. Yeah. And, and I don't know what it is because, you know, it's kind of mysterious. And they're all personal deadlines. It's mm-hmm. not like somebody is like waiting for me to get this thing right, done. Right, nothing bad's going to happen to you. Yeah. So it's almost like I'm challenging myself. Just to see. to Just to see if I could do it. Can yeah. I pull this off? So it's almost like a game. So even if I miss my deadline by two hours, like I said, it was going to be four hours and it took me six hours, I still achieve something that... 
is close to impossible. Right. So I love that. And, and you're right. You just, you don't second guess yourself. You just go. Because like at that point, you don't have time to him and haw and wonder like, what am I going to, how am I going to do this? Or how am I going to, you just go for it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it is much quicker to go for something and then fix the mistake than it is to sit there and him and haw and worry about making a mistake. That's what I was going to say is you go for it with the knowledge that you could go back in and fix this or fix that yeah. um, later. Yeah. It's never, it's not done until you say it's done. You can always fix it. Right. So that is something great to keep in mind. And I try to keep it in mind regularly because I am a slow human on the scale of time. <laughs> But it's all okay, also, understanding, like, all of it's okay. You could work slowly on highly detailed pieces. You could experiment with working quickly on non-highly detailed pieces. And you could experiment with working quickly on highly detailed pieces. Yeah, absolutely. It's all up to you. It's always fascinating to see, like, when people challenge themselves in those areas and show themselves what they're capable of. But most importantly, don't be stressed out about it. Remember, it's just a game. You're yeah. just playing a game with yourself just to see if you could do it. That's the single most important thing that I could say here is don't turn it into a stressful thing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Monica, for this awesome question and this opportunity to talk about time. Yeah, that was a great question, Monica. And it really, really made me think about the fact that Clee does move at a different time than I think the rest of the world. A different pace. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling <laughs> that when I leave the room... Like when I leave the room, because usually it's when you're not in the room and then you're in there and I'm like, God, you were gone for so long. And you're like, I just did this thing. And I picture like, you're like, that I can move so slow that it's almost imperceivable. Yeah. Okay. Dax. (laughs) Yeah. I can move so slow that you would no longer see me. I'm invisible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Monica. That was a, a great, great question. And I'm curious, uh, you guys, do you have any tips for Monica? Like any, any tips on uh, how to work on something a little bit quicker or things that you've learned or experienced or what your thoughts are even on this subject? We would love to hear them. Just go ahead and leave those in the comment section. And thank you so much for listening, you guys. You guys are absolutely freaking amazing. I totally adore you. And if you like this and you want to listen to more like this, just go ahead and click somewhere around here to subscribe. And that's it. Say goodbye, Clee. Good day. Adios.